0: Part Books with Anita S. J. ASMI Not the End Chronicles Chapter 15 The first week went well. I called up Didi every night. I had to call Puni too for some documents I needed from his house. I asked him to carry them to office and Mike got them collected for me. What remained was seeing Samantha. I had procrastinated enough and could no longer put it away for one more day. Monday of this new week, I requested Mike to take some time out to come with me and we planned to visit her after work. I was supposed to come for the weekly meeting since I was to be working from home. Samantha's sister opened the door for us. Recognizing me, she made a sour face, but did let us in. Puneet was seated in his usual chair on the dining table with his coffee mug. Our gaze met, but there was no necessity for any small talks and we were never used to smiling. We waited in the living room for some time when Samantha walked out of her bedroom slowly and stiffly. I managed to cross the room without stumbling and before realizing what I was up to, I had taken her in a sisterly hug, our first ever hug. I am sorry. I said, snapping my teeth together, when she gave a tiny nod and scurried to take a close-by chair. I looked back at her guiltily and for the first time, she seemed a little nervous. Her sister sat close to her on the handrest of the chair and began to narrate the incident. The accident was my fault, Sami was driving carefully and the roads were emptied, it was quite late in the night. I was about to throw up and Sami went pawing in her purse to give me something to help. She was distracted and our car hit a pole. The hit wasn't hard but for the tiny life it proved to be fatal. We took her to the hospital but her back had burst. Initially she didn't feel any pain but by the time we reached the hospital she was crying like she was gonna die. My throat suddenly so dry, I could not utter a single word to console. We? You said you had someone with you in the car to help? Or was it just you both? Mike asked. Yeah, I had a friend of mine in the back seat. He helped me take her to the hospital. She added. Why wasn't he driving? You said since it was late. If perhaps she wasn't driving, maybe the baby could, you know? And where were you coming from? Mike asked. We had gone to visit his family. Um, You know, he came along to make sure we reached safely." Samantha said, defending her sister's friend. Determined, Mike pressed on. But why didn't he drive you safely home? Was he drunk like a little sis who was throwing up? When Samantha and her sister exchanged nervous glances, Mike added, somewhat angrily, looking at her sister. Perhaps you two were high and you let Samantha drive on dark empty road. That wasn't safe at all. Oh Mike, I'm comfortable driving in my sleep, it was just a freak accident. My sister is already feeling guilty. Don't you rub it in. Samantha said a little irritated. When are you resuming work? Mike asked as a sudden change of topic. I don't know, I don't feel up to it as yet. Let's see. She said. I think you should take rest, we should be leaving, take care. I said abruptly getting up. I'm sure I noticed a sigh of relief on her face to see us off. You didn't answer Mike's question, Samantha. Why wasn't your sister or her boyfriend driving? And why did y'all choose to stay out so late in the first place? Puneet spoke, surprising me. Puneet, I have told you a hundred times we'd gone to visit his parents. We didn't realize the time. Why is everyone grilling me as if it was my fault? I'm the victim here. I have lost my baby. It is all because of you. You too. She added after the pause, her accusatory gaze darting on me. I lowered my gaze to the floor. Why? This friend's parents had come over to Tiffany's to meet y'all? Then they must really be the cool kinds. Mike added this important piece of information nastily making all eyes in the room pop out of their sockets. Mike, we need to leave. I said tugging at his wrist or mostly just the shirt. See this bitch, she had come here with the intention to scrape my wounds. How and why you cannot see through her? I really don't get it, Puneet. She did not even try to keep the disgust out of her voice, but stopping abruptly to listen to Puneet who had cut in her usual flow of cribbing. So, it is true that you all were at the bar. Samantha, you did not tell me this when you told me a hundred times about the accident, your pain, your loss, your baby, as if it meant nothing to me. Puneet said in a clipped tone, highly unlike him, to not even raise his voice. Of course, it was my baby, my pain, my loss, Buneet, you didn't care to be with me. Furrowing her brows, she added, Also, I don't remember you telling me why was it so important for you to go back to India with your official wife when I needed you here. You don't even want to admit you have failed me, you cheating ass. She was literally shouting. When I said it was important, I meant it was. I did not keep things from you with an intention to lie like you did, Puneet said in a cold, flat tone, which meant suppressed anger, loads and loads of anger. His voice wasn't loud, but it still held an imperious note that grated on my nerves. I told you the truth. I did not lie, Puneet. We did go to meet his parents. We only waited at the Tiffany's for a while on our way back. You want me to trust you even when I clearly see you dancing to your wifey's tune? Whereas you want to know what's happening in my life, minute to minute details of it? She said, snapping her fingers confidently, also angrily. How I knew things would be directed at me and I would be dragged into their fights. However unwillingly, I would still be right in the middle taking the maximum blows. I closed my eyes tight, shut strongly, wishing to vanish from the scene. But a light hold on my shoulder snapped me back to the noisy reality. I shrugged Mike's hand off my shoulder and took a step away from him to let him know I wasn't happy with his meddling. I'm not dancing to anybody's tune. You just hold your loose tongue back, Samantha, or else. Now I could see Puneet was losing his cool. Why should I hold back? You think I don't know it was she who coaxed you to go back to India? As if I don't know what she wants? She said, and as though to take her wrath on myself, I stepped in. Samantha, I think you should take some rest. I will take your leave. I mumbled an excuse politely. Leaving already, huh? She asked cynically, holding me by my wrist, she added. Some more ideas up your sleeve? No? Huh? Huh? I feel like snatching that damsel in distress look out of your face. While she was saying it, I felt being pulled behind strongly. Blinking in surprise, I was not sure if I saw her nails up in close-up view before I was rescued by Mike or I imagined the claws. Absent-mindedly blinking my eyes several times, I focused on Puneet who was now holding Samantha from behind and looking at me with expressions completely new to me. In a daze, I looked up at Mike, who was now holding me in a sideways hug. The speed in which it all occurred left me no time to process what had just happened or what could have just happened. When Mike scooted me out of the door, I elbowed him in his ribs and asked him angrily, Why did you talk about Tiffany's? Who gave you the right to meddle in my life? Oh, he cried, rubbing his ribs to check the damage. When you call me a friend, I think I can take the liberty to help you. He said casually. To help me or to prove that I have this annoying damsel in distress written on my face? I said and a wistful expression passed through his eyes. Sorry, is all he said and we quietly rode down the elevator to his car. Shall we stop by for coffee before I drive you to your friend's place? Mike asked. Coffee will do, but I'll take the bus. Thank you. I answered. Have you practiced this art of refusing all good offers? Why you always so uptight as me?" He waited unflinchingly for my reply. Mike, when I can travel by bus, why should I make you drive all the way? I really appreciate your help, but leave me alone, is that it? He completed my thought angrily and all I could do in response was lower my gaze. I hated owing anyone anything and this was the only reason I denied his offer. It had nothing to do with the fear of getting too close. We were good friends and we both valued our friendship. We wouldn't exchange it for any other relationship. You know, I sometimes feel like shaking you out of your stupidity. He was literally shaking me by my shoulders and putting some common sense in a genius brain there. He tapped my forehead using his palm, jerking my head upwards. Out of the corner of my eye, I happened to notice Puneet in the balcony. He must have come out for a smoke after the frustrating fight. If you're so damn sure to take a bus, then I won't delay you for coffee. Do call when you reach. Bye. He said and we would have parted ways but then Puneet would know. I held him by his wrist to stop him, told him about Puneet watching us and asked him to drop me at the bus stop. It was just four blocks away but for Puneet to believe we were together, I settled in the car. Ashmi Not the End Chronicles by Anita S.J. To be continued.